um, some options for a release plan in terms of transitional housing with halfway houses in the Tampa area and the DeLand area. Mr. Merritt's sister um, is also uh, willing to house him and provide him work um, on her property, which is in the state of Texas. And I understand that that's a different state, so there are internet interstate compact issues that would have to be addressed for that. Regardless, um, Mr. Merritt has um, completed a number of reentry um, uh, related issues, including acceptance into these uh, transitional housing programs. He has completed numerous vocational education uh, classes in masonry, welding, auto mechanics, carpentry, He's also done victim awareness and anger management. Um, the and, and but I would also initially like to um, address some statements that were made by former law enforcement at the hearing in 2015. Um, and of course, the procedural uh, process that the commission employs does not provide for us a rebuttal opportunity. <laughs> Um, the, the statements were made that Mr. Merritt has made threats to, to his family and to law enforcement. There's never been any evidence of that. There are no charges ever been brought, not even disciplinary reports. And um, Mrs. Roy, Mr. Merritt's sister, is here to uh, refute any contentions that she's ever been uh, uh, the the target of, of such statements. Um, the the statements um, that 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 he would um, would kill again are, are, is is nothing but speculation based on um, a situation where there is um, Mr. Merritt indeed was convicted of a homicide. He was um, a property criminal back in back the day. Um, the and he ended up pleading guilty after the Supreme Court of Florida had unanimously reversed his previous conviction, um, and he pled guilty to avoid the risk of an even more harsh uh, sentence based on bad advice uh, from his his attorney at the time to avoid the risk of trial. Um, the the former prosecutor made made statements to the effect that this was the most brutal crime he'd ever seen. When this prosecutor is the same one who successfully secured a death sentence uh, for Ted Bundy and the murder of Kimberly Leach in Lake City, and so is well familiar with numerous numerous vicious crimes. Um, and, and so the, 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 the exaggeration is misplaced here. Um, the, at, at, at the moment, I would like to interject very briefly um, and, and ask um, Ms. Darlene Roy, are you on the line, Ms. Roy? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, uh, please uh, tell the commissioners where you live. I live in Somerset, Texas, uh, just south of San Antonio, Texas. And, and are you related to John Merritt? Yes, I am his younger sister. And um, 
would you be in a position uh, yourself to provide assistance to Mr. Merrick that he be released in regard to housing? And uh, yes, I would. Um, are you there? Pardon me? I'm sorry. It, it sounded like I lost you. Yes, I would. My husband, my family here uh, are all in support and are 100% willing to help him provide housing, help finding a job, a roof over his head, food, whatever he needed. All right. Um, all right. Thank you. Um, the uh, now I would also like to to go very briefly through this. We presented uh, some evidence previously in 2015, and we and there is additional evidence today that even people who maintain their innocence can appropriately be considered for parole. We had submitted the case of an individual in Freddie Cox, an individual named Freddie Cox in the state of New York, who was granted parole release um, back around that time frame, uh, despite maintaining his innocence. More recently, the state of Missouri uh, this year has granted parole to a Mr. Polite. Um, in a, in a situation where he has also and still does maintain his um, Now, you've also, um, I, I believe, had a chance to review um, the the Beacon Investigations uh, Dennis Forrester report, which um, sets forth that there were no forensic evidence at all regarding uh, Mr. Merritt connecting him to this crime in terms of prints, DNA, hair, the prints were conclusively not Mr. Merritt's. There is no DNA. Um, hair was taken from him during the execution of a search warrant that uh, has been lost, so cannot be compared. One of the fellows who was involved in the investigation, a Gerald Skinner, uh, admitted to his now former wife that he's the one who killed Mr. Davis. Um, Mr. Merritt was also implicated um, at, by testimony from a Greg Hopkins who told uh, law enforcement that his memory, and this is from a, a law enforcement report, that his memory could possibly get a lot better if he got no prosecution for the crimes against Mr. Davis, and he thereupon uh, implicated Mr. Merritt claiming Mr. Merritt had confessed to him in a jailhouse in Virginia when the jail own, the jail's own records document they were not even in, the, in that jail together at the same time at all. Um, the, and, and then also there was a cold case review conducted in December 2008, years later, after Mr. Merritt was convicted. Um, and it has found the case minimally solvable because of the lack of evidence of conviction to convict anyone. And the uh, and there there is and noting that there is no evidence connecting merit with the Davis crime, only this the testimony that is provably false of Mr. Hopkins. Um, Mr. Now, if Mr. Thomas, yes. Uh, 
we'll note that the 10 minutes have expired. And so if you could just uh, give us maybe a, a, a 15 second wrap up, uh, we'll have to stay within the time frames. I understand it, thank you. Uh, this is a serious crime. Mr. Merritt's been in custody for 36 years. He has he has good institutional adjust, adjustment and self-improvement. He has parole release plan and under the totality of the circumstances, he should be granted parole for a, and a or a vastly accelerated further review date um, and a transition for um, for the to return to the community. Thank you. Thank you. We will now move to any uh, testimony in opposition in the John Merritt case. Is there anyone present or on the line who would like to speak in opposition? in the case of John Merritt. Okay. Hearing none, we will proceed with the vote in this case, and I will start. I've had the uh, opportunity to review the John Merritt case in its entirety. I, at the outset, we had a discussion as to whether the case needed to be continued. Uh, both Commissioner Wine and I uh, agreed that it did not. I will note for the record that this case for a subsequent interview and review had been previously continued uh, from December 8, 2021, from January 26, 2022, and from March 23, 2022. And uh, those uh, multiple continuances have given us sufficient opportunity to review this case um, thoroughly. I will note that Mr. Merritt is on his fourth commitment, A, B, C, and D. The offenses that are under consideration here today are first-degree murder, burglary while armed, burglary of a dwelling, aggravated assault, two counts, kidnapping while armed, two counts, all very uh, serious offenses. At the full and complete review of this case, my vote is to disagree with the recommendation of no change. I have a 12-month extension based on unsatisfactory institutional conduct, which was set to new PPRD at March 13, 2167. I would set this for a 7-year review of August 2028. Reasons for the extended interview are use of a deadly weapon to a firearm, unreasonable risk to others, multiple separate offenses, and unsatisfactory institutional conduct. Commissioner Wyant. Thank you, sir. Uh, and thank you all for your time and attention this morning as it relates to John Merritt. Um, and as Commissioner Davidson stated, I, I too have reviewed the case in its entirety. And I agree with the vote as stated by Commissioner Davidson. All right, thank you everyone for calling in. Okay, the next case we're gonna hear is item eight on page four. Hi, how you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, I uh, I just had my I, I just had my head in my hands, and I was just talking to God. So yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah I don't know. What, what would you uh, say? Yeah. Um, 
why I'm calling you is because our internet is down, so I'm not, I don't want to go to a library. I'm asking, could you email Johnny or JPay and let him know what, what the decision was? And as soon as our internet gets back up, I will uh, text him and what have you. And also to, to let him know this isn't the end. There are other options, and right now, um, Dennis and I have discussed them prior because uh, in life, you always have a plan B. If this happens, then then that. Uh, I had hoped there was one that would uh, be a decent human being and see, um, see all the garbage, but they didn't, so, um, you know. We know now, right now, that the parole board is going to stick to the standard um, thing and um, not see, like, blatantly anybody with half a brain would know the they were crooked there. Johnny was just unfortunately caught up in it, and um, they're not going to see past any anything that's true. So I know that now we're probably going to have to do stuff actively. This isn't the end. It's just, you know, we turn and we go somewhere else. Now, I know you know that my husband's seriously ill. I, I just can't in good conscience leave him and go participate in protest and all that. But I'm willing to, um, you know, get out there and speak on things, you know, um, and keep working at it, you know. But let Johnny know that this isn't the end. There are other things, and we're working on it because I feel bad because he's there alone. And, again, he's going to have to get news that, you know, the justice system uh, – you know, failed him again. This is Fair Play on JusticeNews.net.